Hello world and welcome to the program. This is Alex and the new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed, a podcast where you'll get along with Ukrainians and also observe how the global scenery impacts Ukrainian society in these exciting times. We speak about events, trends, individuals and lifestyles of modern Ukrainians. So let's jump right in! At the beginning of February, newly inaugurated President Joe Biden surprised Americans and the whole world with two loud messages at once. First, he very boldly told us about what awaits world politics in the next four years. And then he also presented his economic plan for rescuing from the crisis. It's like a double Big Mac seasoned with great ambitions to restore the power of the United States and turn the world's ship towards democracy. While everything looks more than smooth, I hope in practice it will also do without grandiose champs. So in this episode we will analyze the international agenda and the top major topics, including the US attitude towards Ukraine. While the slogan America is back is a kind of a slap in the face to Trump, with Biden saying there was nothing made right and all this buzz of the last four years is hard to call foreign policy at all. Well, okay, let's be back to the front line. If there were an opportunity to erase the memory of the whole world with a neutralizer like in Men in Black, I think Joe would gladly go for it. In his first major foreign policy speech as a president, Joe Biden outlined measures to prevent war in Yemen and Myanmar, help Saudi Arabia, fight back China and Russia, strengthen LGBT rights and lift Donald Trump's harsh restrictions on refugees and immigrants. The new administration had only two weeks to develop a global strategy for the return of the United States to the world arena. Biden read out his foreign policy course within the walls of the Department of State and this is already a big event. After all, he does not tire of reminding everyone that he has more foreign policy skills than any other president in recent decades. So let's go straight to the point. The most pressing issues of politics and the entire world's agenda today are, of course, Russia and China. But Biden said he had already made it clear to President Putin that the days when the United States gave up on Russian aggressive actions, election interference and cyber attacks were over. Regarding China, we recall that Trump initially sought a warm relationship with Chinese President Xi Jinping but disagreements over trade, Hong Kong and what the US military describes as Beijing's destabilizing and aggressive behavior in the South China Sea have caused a rift. China is expanding its military forces and working to increase its influence around the world. Perhaps it is Biden's biggest international problem now. In his speech he called Beijing our biggest competitor. Quote, we will confront China's economic abuses and aggressive coercive actions to counter China's offensive against human rights, intellectual property and global governance. But we are ready to work with Beijing when it is in America's interests. The fate of the entire Eurasian region largely depends on whether Biden can reset democracy. But what he would do with nuclear programs in North Korea and Iran is not clear yet. 
Also, Biden will have to show shortly how he supports the release of the Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny and opposes a military coup in Myanmar. Here are a couple of quotes from the president to better understand his foreign policy philosophy. Quote, we are investing in our diplomacy not only because it is right for the whole world. We do this to live in peace, security and prosperity, said Biden. We do this because it is in our interest. America can no longer afford to be absent from the whole stage. As you can see, Biden is trying to convince the Americans that a strong America in the world is beneficial to them for a sense of internal security and sustainable development. But will it help promote aggressive free trade expansion, sending American troops overseas and supporting democratic movements around the world? Trump openly angered European and Asian leaders with increased custom tariffs and threats to withdraw US troops from entire regions. Frankly, he did little to counter the tide of authoritarianism in many countries. And Biden will have to work hard to close this Pandora's box. Especially since after a Trump-inspired crowd attacked the Capitol on January 6 to protest Biden's election victory, both foreign allies and rivals expressed doubts about the health of American democracy. But what the president still preferred to keep silent about was how he was going to fix the damage in relations with Europe. Except for the statement about the retention of troops in Germany, there was not a single mentioning of this. Apparently Biden hopes that Western democracies will by default support the United States in everything. Quote, American unions are our greatest asset and diplomatic leadership means standing shoulder to shoulder with our allies and key partners again, Biden said in this regard. But so far, the Biden administration has been reluctant to return to the Trump-canceled transatlantic trade and investment partnership talks and has failed in its efforts to end the European Union-China investment pact, which was announced last year. Instead, Biden is already working to reopen a deal with Iran to contain their nuclear weapon and has renewed US membership in the Paris Climate Agreement and the World Health Organization. An unexpected step was the inclusion in the foreign policy agenda of provisions on moral leadership, which the presidential administration sees in helping refugees calling the United States a kind of world's torch of freedom for the seekers of a better life. It will take time to restore what has been so badly damaged, but that's exactly what we are going to do, he said. And also the rights of the LGBT community did not stand aside. The Biden administration has pledged to combat infringement of LGBT rights around the world. And what about Ukraine? So this time Ukraine was not mentioned in the statement, but there are already a couple of important points that have been implemented by the new administration. Let's remember that in recent years the US Congress has been the main driver in advancing aid to Ukraine. This was especially important in the days of Trump, who, broadly speaking, didn't find important the need to support our country. 
With a certain degree of confidence, one can expect that bipartisan support for Ukraine in the US Congress will continue to strive. Now in the US Congress, there is a parity of seats between Democrats and Republicans in the Senate and a majority of the Democrats in the House of Representatives, which is quite good for Ukraine. But elections to both chambers are held once per two years. Therefore, the balance of power may soon change. In the meantime, maimo teshu maimo, as Ukrainians might say. It is already reliably known that Washington's promise to continue economic and military support for Kyiv was heard during a telephone conversation between the new US Secretary of State and the Ukrainian Foreign Minister. The military budget for the next year has already set the usual amount of 250 million US dollars for military support to Ukraine. And this is just the Pentagon budget. But this amount can be increased through other funding channels. Also, the law determines that part of these funds should be used to purchase lethal weapons for our army. Even during the election campaign, Biden made it clear that his administration would provide Ukraine with such weapons. The US Secretary of State also noted the importance of Ukraine's preservation of progress in the fight against corruption, the implementation of the rule of law and economic reforms designed to strengthen Ukrainian democratic institutions. Additionally, the United States supports the Kiev's actions to counter malicious Russian influence. This is described in a recent statement of the US Embassy in Ukraine. The department called for joint efforts to prevent the use of disinformation as a weapon in a war against sovereign states. Disinformation and the spread of fake news is one of the most popular topics this year and one of the most important tools in hybrid warfare. So the cybersecurity and the spread of fakes on social media is a common reality we confront today. Well, take care guys and don't forget that the hottest topics about Ukraine can be found only here. See you very soon. This was a new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed podcast. Thanks for being here with me. I also would love to thank Purple Planet for lovely musical compositions used in this episode. We did our best to extend our presence all over the web, so you may find us everywhere, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check our pages in social media with fresh updates. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram accounts are waiting for you. See you very soon, guys.